something that's really like your, your origin story is kind of, when I think of integrators I talk to and get to know, it, it's the reverse, I feel like. Like so many start in this space and get an interest in this space because of, you know, growing up listening to records or, or you know, that, that audiophile, the AV experience. It is exactly true that many of my peers came more, they were musicians, they came from the, you know, the audio side, video side, you know, coming from the data side. I think the big difference is we try to create a great audio video experience, but I think our DNA is to really create a, a really great overall home network experience. How can we be the overall home technology provider? Somebody brings in a set of floor plans and we address the needs across the entire home platform. Welcome into the Independent Thinking Podcast. This is your host, Rob Stott. I love getting to talk to members. Um, I mean, anytime. That's why we launched a podcast and, you know, it's uh, sharing their stories. That's what this is all about. Um, and recently, I had the chance to sit down with, uh, call him a new member uh, of sorts, uh, Gordon Van Zyden. He's the owner and founder of Cyber Manor based in Los Gatos, California, around there in the Bay Area, um, just south of uh, the San Jose area. And, uh, Gordon and I had the chat, the opportunity. He's the the first Azion dealer we've been able to have on the podcast, and uh, really a, a great opportunity to you know not only learn about him and his business and his background and um, you know how he got into it and, and what he's strong at, but what excites him about the opportunity to work with Nationwide and, and learn more about this independent retail space and our, our luxury appliance dealers and just the opportunities that exist. And Gordon had a lot to say. I mean, he's someone that. You know, you talk to custom integrators. Typically, they get into the space. There, there's someone that has a music background or, or uh, an arts and entertainment, a video background, and uh, that's the side they they typically come from uh, in custom integration. Gordon, on the other hand, has very much his background was all around data and networking and, and uh, building out custom networks and basically started his business in his house. <laughs> very, uh, you know, Silicon Valley esque story. He he wired and networked his own home and. Um, you know, I started doing it for a couple of friends and lo and behold, launched a business out of it. And, uh, now today, you know, 20 years, 20, 22 years, almost later, uh, from when he started his business, uh, data and, and networking is really the core of a smart home. That's, it's the backbone of, of how they're built and what they rely on. And, um, his expertise is really now one that is front and center in this industry. And, uh, need to kind of see his path, uh, to talk to him about his path through the business and um, how it led to you know where he is today and the opportunities he sees you know moving forward as he gets the uh, you know Azion dealers and Azion and Nationwide merge and um, we open the doors to the rest of the home, if you will, for these custom integrators. So a uh, lot to dive into and a, a lot to learn from Gordon and, and what he's doing. So let's go ahead and go head and dive into it. This is Gordon Van Zyden, the owner and founder of Cyber Manor here on the Independent Thinking Podcast. All right. And we are back on the Independent Thinking Podcast and uh, kind of a momentous podcast here today. Um, you know, we, we've had Mr. Glyke's on to talk about the the Azion merger with Nationwide Marketing Group, but now we get our first Azion dealer uh, who's now joined the Nationwide family, Mr. Gordon Van Zyden, the owner and founder of Cyber Manor. Uh, Gordon, I appreciate you you and your background taking the time to uh, join us here for a podcast and and chat with us. 
No problem. I'm looking forward to it. Thanks for asking me. <laughs> well, uh, we'll start right there. What you mentioned, you know, before we jumped on that the, the for anyone watching on video, the background I, is probably the, the the nicest background we've ever had. Is it anywhere in in particular in Italy that uh, this background is from? <laughs> uh, I think it's someplace in northern Italy, but uh, we actually <laughs> had a little uh, golf shed behind our house that pre-COVID, I said, you know, this would be a nice place to make an office. Just it was going to be my little office outside the home so I don't bother anybody inside the home. <laughs> well, little did I know post-COVID, this is now my new new haunt. So I thought, there okay, let's, let's doctor it up. And this is, what's fun is this is real wallpaper. You know, everybody has the digital wallpaper. Yeah. But uh, that sits there. So, you know, I can move around and there aren't any artifacts or anything like that. <laughs> that was my, a nice atmosphere. That so. was my first thought was that and it looks like something that you picked out and just chose, but no, it is, it's legit wallpaper. That is, it's looks legit, like a painting. Yeah, <laughs> that is uh, that is awesome that is awesome uh, well let, let's talk a little bit about you you know tell us a little bit about yourself um you know we mentioned the founder and owner of cyberbender uh give us a little bit about your background and, and how you got into this custom integration space well it started uh cyber owners founded in los gatos northern california in 1999 so some 20 plus years ago and it's at many respects i'm surprised they're we're still doing this 20 years <laughs> later. You never know when you start these things, but uh, here we are and things are going really well. Um, it actually, the kind of the, the seeds of the company really started back in the mid eighties through the nineties. Uh, when I got out of business school, the first company that I started back then was a, a small IT company. And back in 83, 84, uh, that was really the beginning and the rollout of the IBM PC and the Macintosh computers and, and there were companies like Businessland and Computerland out there back in those days, providing essentially micro microcomputer-based services to corporate clients in the in the South Bay area. And so we were one of those more kind of a concierge, smaller form factor company, and we essentially were integrators of IT platforms for the enterprise. And that started out as a computer, and then it became what's called a local area network, and then evolved into what's called a wide area network. And so all of my expertise through the 80s and 90s was to create these corporate networks for people here in the South Bay and joining them to things like T1 lines and broadband connections so that they had all of these services to their desktop and they're primarily, you know, data and file-based services to the desktop. Um, so that was my background and experience. And then we sold that company after growing to about 80 people or so to a a national company in the kind of the mid 1995, 96 timeframe. So I stayed around for a little while and then I said, no, nah, this is not what I want to be part of for the rest of my career, uh, not atypical. And so I had two young kids at the time. And interestingly enough, in our house, we had a computer and we had American Online. If you remember, that was kind of a <laughs> dial up service. Yep. That was the way to get on the internet. And it was a very popular service but it had a huge limitation and that was a dial-up modem really only could use one account, one computer for that access. And I'd seen, you know, in the enterprise, the benefits of networking these computers. And if you got more computers together, they could share files, share uh, potentially an internet connection, share printers and the like. And lo and behold, right around 98, 99 in our Comcast was beginning to roll out their cable modem services. So it was kind of a quote unquote T1 like service. The first time you could have, a high speed, what's called always on connection. 
So suddenly it was the advent of having this pipe of information that could always be utilized in your home. And if you could architect and plumb it so that you could have multiple PCs and printers on that pipe, just like we did in the enterprise, then I think you create something of value and I could get on the internet, our kids could get on the internet, my wife could get on the internet and we could all share that resource. And it was a really valuable resource back then, primarily for email. It was a little bit of entertaining con content, not much, uh, but connectivity with others. And so I did that. I did all the wiring in our house to support it. I set up the router. There were no neck gear and linkses back in the day. You had to kind of take a, a commercial router and configure it so that it would work with these different Windows 98 PCs and got it all working. And it was cool. And lo and behold, then all the all the neighbors, the, the families in our neighborhood, the young families said, can you do that for me? Can you do that for us? <laughs> so what was started really just kind of as a personal interest and hobby of mine then kind of morphed into, okay, I can do that for you. And uh, and I did like three or four households where I set up their essentially their data lines, uh, their data networks for their for their home and for their kids and charged a few dollars for that. And, I, and then I thought, well, maybe there's something in this. There's some, there's a potential business. And, and I think what I, what, what I recall from those early days and what kind of is true all the way to 20 plus years later, as I thought, you know, I believe that the internet coming to the home with this always connection, always on connection is going to be an extremely valuable service that's going to leverage across a lot of different platforms. In fact, the beginnings of that were in 99, if you go to our website, Cisco came to our home and did a video of what the smart home would look like, what the <laughs> Cisco smart home looks like. And if you look at that video from 20 plus years ago, we have in there uh, video streaming and media streaming and data and printer sharing and and, and intelligent kitchen appliances and so forth. So all these things were kind of already you know beginning back in that, that time frame. And I always felt like you know this is the beginning of leveraging uh, connectivity between computers and the internet to enhance the way we can live, enhance the way the entertain conflict security. That so is that yeah, that is like such foresight to to. You know, be thinking how, you know, I want to say, I mean, I don't want to put a date on, you know, when it really started to make waves, but you could say within the last decade that the the home at home networking really took prevalence as IoT and all these smart home devices are, are now coming online and, and people are really getting, you know, it's more consumerized today than it, than it ever was. But to be working on that back then, I mean, that I, you talk about. DIY to a whole nother level. You were DIYing your own home network. That's incredible. Well, it was a great, great place to start. And the beauty of the business was I could leverage it through our family's own benefit. So everything I learned for myself was benefiting the family. And so there was just a natural, you know, symbiosis between what I needed and what our clients needed. So as the field developed, I could kind of, you know, promote, work with it internally in our home and then roll that out as I proved it was successful to other people. And, and kind of as it more with the, the major transitions it made from the early 2000s, it went from Cyber Manor and the name Cyber Manor actually came from the fact that, okay, the home, the manor is going to be enhanced by the cyber, you know, internet connection. That's the, the reason for the name. And then it, it kind of morphed into, okay, in the 2004, 2005 timeframe, Sonos came out, Kaleidoscape came out, a bunch of these uh, IP-based media distribution companies came out, and we latched onto those, and suddenly we were have expertise in audio video. 
And then companies like Control4 came out shortly after that were also IP-based control platforms. And suddenly we're doing control. So you kind of follow our growth. We went from just a data kind of company to an audio video company, to a control company. And today the core of what a custom installer does for home technology in the house relates to audio, video, data, lighting, and so forth. And, and those things are all part of that home network now. Something that's really like your, your origin story is kind of, when I think of integrators I talk to and get to know, it, it's the reverse, I feel like. Like so many start in this space and get an interest in this space because of, you know, growing up listening to records or, or you know, yeah. that, that audiophile, the AV experience. I, I mean, what do you think it has? What advantages, I guess, has it given you coming from that the data side and the networking side? Uh, that, that's a really good question. Um, and it is exactly true that many of my peers came more, they were musicians, they came from the, you know, the audio side, video side, and so forth. And, you know, coming from the data side, I think the big difference is my emphasis on our business and the way we've kind of conduct ourselves is, while I understand the importance of the audio video, and we certainly, we do our fair share of theaters, and we do our fair share of high-end uh, video and audio systems, it's not the sole kind of purpose of our company. We, we try to create a great audio video experience, but I think our DNA is to really create a, a really great overall home network experience that, that we just don't focus on the rooms that have those, those needs, but we look at it as that, okay, what, what are all the things that this integrated IT network-based home can enjoy? And that means uh, we consider things like smart irrigation systems and smart skylights and smart refrigerators or ovens or heated floor systems and any number of things that are part of what we call this, this circle of devices that when we add them to the network, we just add more feature sets to the home. And it's really come to fruition today because you layer those together and now you put on voice and they have this tremendous ability to use voice to leverage all of these various technologies. And so I think our attitude has always been at Cyber Manor that we are, we're almost like the general, the, think of the doctor who's the general practitioner. We know a little bit about a lot of things. If we need a specialist in you know, the pool construction or the HVAC system, we'll, we'll point in that direction, but we can leverage the controls. We can leverage the information and the automation. And we'll get to this even in white goods. You know, we're not we're not people who put in refrigerators and ovens and stoves, but we can leverage the Wi-Fi capabilities so that that's part of the communication that you utilize with the home or, or the lighting system in the home and the like. So, so that's kind of what differentiates us is this kind of view towards how can we be the overall home technology provider? Somebody brings in a set of floor plans and we address the needs across the entire home platform. Yeah. And I mean, the funny thing there is that, you know, the being that, that, starting as a data focused, uh, you know, business is, is that's kind of what's become more important. Like the smart home today, uh, a well integrated home today, it relies on a strong network. So, I, I mean, as much as, you know, the, the great AV experience and there's always going to be the, the home theater, uh, you know, emphasis in this space, but I mean, you kind of started from probably an area that was not necessarily overlooked in integration, but today it's become that number one thing that really, uh, having a successful and, and well-integrated home relies on having that strong, it, I mean, you need to have that strong network for all of these things to be able to connect and talk to one another. And I, it's just such a, that's a cool dynamic to, you know, explore really with, with you guys. Well, you know, that's, 
that it, you know there's a lot of catalysts that made that happen right you, you, yeah. you kind of thought they might happen but you didn't know for sure a couple of them you know the key one was was the prevalence of having broadband internet connections across yeah. a wide part of the united states and and then and not only having that connection but having it so that the speeds would continually increase and the price was still kept at a reasonable price point that was a huge catalyst the advance of wireless and the ability to get mobility in the home and have this wireless connection to the to the router and to the switch was also a key catalyst and it was interesting to note i remember going to cd which is our big national trade show every year and i go and each year that i would go one of the first things i do when i go to the various product booths is whether it was the receiver booth or the tv booth or some other booth is like you know typical as a cd member you flip the product around all the interest is all, is all <laughs> of course back and we connect what we do with it and as years went by i see i literally could see all of these analog ports go to digital, all of these RS-232 ports going to RJ45 or Ethernet. And so what was happening was the step-by-step-by-step step products that used to be with non-intelligent, non-connected with an IP or network connection were becoming network connected. So suddenly it's almost like a, a chef with, you know, the, and you think of the different ingredients you can build something together with. I now had all these wonderful new ingredients that were all now IP connected. You know, case in point, you never had kitchen appliances that were IP connected, but in the last few years you do. Uh, the same with pool controls. It, you know, Nest was a, was another harbinger of, of where we were going. We we had thermostats that were all RS-232 controlled, and they were primi more primitive and more difficult to integrate in control system. Nest comes along as an IP-based Wi-Fi, wire-based thermostat, as this really rich combination of, of, of features to it because of that connection. And then probably the greatest catalyst of them all was the introduction of the iPhone and the ability mm -hmm. to have control of all these devices from something you always had in your pocket with a great graphic interface that didn't cost a lot of money. And no, there you go. Uh, we took off from there. So, so true. And I, the funny thing is I had a question written down, you know, about how obviously the space has changed so much and how do you keep up with it? Really, the way I should be asking it is you were so far ahead and, and you were kind of just waiting for the, the industry to catch up with, you know, what you were focused on. So what was it like to see as all these products, like, did it open? I, did you just see the doors opening over time as, uh, you know, you, you were in this space longer and longer? Uh, yeah, I think that's, you know, we kind of got known to, to be that kind of unique integrator that had this focus on, on networking and, and IT. And so I, I like that position has been a good one because we actually had Sonos come to us when they first released their product. And hey, we think we have something that that's right within your, your wheelhouse. And we had Clydescape back in the early days come to us and do the same thing and Control 4 do the same thing. So, so I think, you know, that the fact that we, we are the custom integrator trying to promote that type of technology and design has helped bring some of these vendors to us. And we've been able to experiment, work with those, and then kind of validate that these are those effect systems that people enjoy. And, and you know, at the end of the day, uh, when those things are reliable and they work well, and they have these feature sets, and as you said, control them easily from an iPhone, then uh, there's just a great acceptance. It's almost like, you know, we've, we transitioned from a very proprietary world of systems that had to be highly programmed and custom crafted to more of an open-based world where things were downloadable from the cloud and upgradable from the cloud and just more easily uh, connected and put together and, and, and maintained. So, uh, yeah, that, that's kind of where we are today. And I think, 
you know, as we fast forward in 2020, what's exciting to me is the new areas that we're finding a connectivity and interest in. And those, those areas I call energy management. We can talk about that a little later, whether yeah. it's batteries and solar um, or in that kind of the healthy and the wellness space and some things we're doing to, to add those products into the home network. So it's just this, this is we're just, the wonderful part is here 20 years later, smart home is now not an exception. It's kind of part of the lexicon. And so now when there might be, might've been one intelligent door station to pick from, there's 20. And so now every spot in the home is rich with different options. And now as integrators, our responsibility is to vet and find the ones that are the best in a particular category for our client base. So that's what we do. Yeah, that, that's awesome. And I, before we dive too much deeper down the hole, there's one thing I want to ask, and it kind of seems like a perfect time to ask it because, you know, just sort of how you're talking about how all these doors are now opening up to you. You guys basically had the doors. You were just waiting for the keys to arrive to unlock them. Um, and you, I mean, education has always been a big thing for you. And it makes sense, you know, thinking about, you mentioned Cisco. I know you were a big part in authoring their their home network integrator curriculum, and you're, you're still very involved with Cedia and um, talk about just what that's the, the education side of this, what that's meant to you and, and kind of how it's played a role throughout your career. So it, it's uh, it's been really enjoyable. And if you think back in the 80s and 90s, when I was primarily in the IT space and back in those days, Comdex was the big show in Las Vegas. And we as a custom integrator were really a very, very small fish in this huge ocean of very major companies. So my ability to contribute to that industry was very limited because uh, it was so large and we were very small. That all flipped around when my IT knowledge was then introduced to a smaller format, which was a CD audience, who primarily were audio video integrators. And back in the early 2000s, had heard about, you know, knew about the network, knew a little about the switch, knew what was coming, but had very little knowledge about it. And I clearly remember this gentleman named Jeff Hoover who runs a large integration company out of uh, out of Florida, was writing a networking column for one of our trade magazines called Residential Systems Magazine. And I worked with him on the Cisco Integrator uh, training program. And he tapped me and he said, Gordon, I want you to be the one, he was on the board of Repsocedia, to kind of spread this knowledge and wealth, that you, uh, this wealth of knowledge that you have about IT to our members who are primarily AV based. And what you're doing in that area, I he also shared a, a a vision is going to be increasingly important to the expertise that, that our members have. So I said, sure. I friend, but when he said that at first, I said, then who's CEO? I didn't even know, you know, I come from a different industry. I didn't know CEO was. Uh, and and man, many of the people on this call that are part of your nationwide marketing group may not also know who CD is. And, right. and CEDIA is our primary trade association that brings in people with our custom integration expertise across home technology together for training and for a national expo that we have and the like. And it's kind of our family of, of, of like, like knowledgeable people. So anyway, so in the early 2000s, I put together these kind of introductory home networking courses on what that all means to, to have IP addresses and connect devices and what a computer in the house can do and Wi-Fi and connect to the internet and so forth. And they were attended by hundreds of people back then that were all really interested in this. In fact, uh, there's a gentleman named Grayson Evans and Helen Hennett of LA. We did a kind of a home networking tour across the United States, going to various integrators as well, doing that training and even a little bit internationally. And it was fun. You know, I, I didn't know much about AV at all, but I was a smart guy in the room was IT. So, you know, I felt like it was a chance to, 
to give back. And at the same time, I was learning from them about their businesses and how that business ran and, and their AV expertise. So it was a great synergy. And, and uh, you know, I remember Jeff Hoover saying, you know, I've run out of ideas to write about in the magazine after two or three years, and I'd like you to do it. And I said, well, I'll try. I don't know how many ideas I have, but now 20 plus years later, <laughs> and I don't know, probably four or 500 columns later, that still, because the nature of the field is so fertile with different things that we can do in it, I continue to write in that magazine. And the last one was about uh, white goods and appliances and the value that networking those together can have in the home because we put those in an experience center showroom that we built in Los Gatos. And we're learning now firsthand from people who are living in that house, actually via Airbnb, on what they like and what they haven't liked or what, what they enjoy about this connected white goods experience. So, so that, you know, the, the continues to run. And as I said earlier, energy management and wellness are, are new fields of great interest to us as well. And gives me, gives me more things to work on. So no, that, that's awesome. It, yeah. And just proof that, you know, the education never stops, no matter what kind of corner of the space you come from or, or where your, your sort of sweet spot is in it, there's always something to learn. And, um, you know, we've obviously got a lot of learning to do kind of moving forward too. you know, as we mentioned at the top, our, you you will be our first Azion uh, dealer that we've had a chance to talk with since, um, you know, on the podcast anyway, since the, the merger was announced. So I, what, what is the immediate reaction that you had, uh, you know, upon hearing that? Uh, well, you know, the immediate reaction, you know, I have a lot of respect for Richard like, so I think if he does something, uh, you really got to pay attention because he he is uh, has a broad breadth of knowledge and experience in this industry and very uh, uh, common sense kind of guy. I don't know how else to put it, uh, but uh, a big part of the reason I'm an ASEAN member is because of him and, and and his knowledge and the people around him that he brings together to share what I think is really valuable information for our industry. Uh, but uh, having said that. Uh, you know, reading that and then reading who your me your membership base was um, of independent retailers across a whole range of different uh, industry segments, I thought, you know, we really haven't, as a custom integration community, done much with that type of an independent retailer that make up your, your base. On the other hand, uh, when I listened to Richard and your CEO talk kind of about some of the benefits, and there was a whole circle of different benefits, the one that really resonated and caught my eye was this potential bringing together of the retailers in the kitchen and bath space, you know, in, because as I said earlier, I really do think technology is going to continue to enhance the experience in those spaces. We've already seen it. We've already done it. And so, and yet what's missing is the collaboration between that retail channel and our retail channel. We've kind of got both gone our own directions. And I think at the end, that's been a disservice to this to the customer. You know, case in point is there's a huge new development going on here in Los Gatos, some three or four hundred very high-end townhome homes uh, that are starting at a million and a half and up. And I I went to kind of tour through them and I saw all these, I think they were Bosch and Thermidor, all Wi-Fi appliances within the model homes. And I thought, well, how cool is that? They're actually starting to put some of these things in, the, in this kind of production build. But I looked at the specs of the home and never did it mention that these were high-end Wi-Fi intelligent devices, never in any of the marketing brochures, nobody ever. So I think they just went in, but there was not, 
nothing to really leverage or support or add, let people understand the value of what they've just put in there. And I think that's enough. That's just a perfect example where, you know, that the manufacturers realize the importance of these devices, but it hasn't been conveyed well necessarily to their retail channel. And it certainly hasn't been conveyed to us in the CI space. And yet at the end of the day, you're going to put in a Wi-Fi device. You have to understand how it's going to connect to the network, how you're going to have remote access, how you're going to maintain that, that IP address. And we have to work together because that's not necessarily expertise that the white goods people have, but we have. And we certainly don't know all the information about ovens and refrigerators and washers and dryers. That's what they have. So I think it's just a coming to the table together to share our respective strengths so that when we meet with a builder or we meet with a client, they, can, they have a sense of assurance that this is an end-to-end -end solution supported by you know, a unified group of people. So I think that's, that's really the, the key that I saw out of that, that I, I really would look forward to, to kind of leverage that. And I actually mentioned that to Richard and I said, that's, that's one of the cornerstones that I think will be really beneficial to us. And I think that led to us uh, talking today. Yeah, absolutely. And I know, I mean, you mentioned the, the, the thing that is, is obviously very exciting here is the ability to get you guys now that we have two groups that, that represent those two spaces to get them together in the room, in a room and be able to talk and learn from one another. And, uh, particularly if, if you're in and around the same market, even be able to pot possibly potentially work together. Um, to, what, I mean, aside from the fact that this merger happened and, and these opportunities exist, what do you think sort of in the past has made it a challenge to, to kind of get into the same room or, or connect with these within these two spaces? I mean, wh where, why, I guess, why hasn't it happened before? Uh, if is one way to ask it. Yeah. Um, I think, there's probably a number of reasons, probably one of the main ones, especially today, um, is that, you know, we're really busy. We've got our <laughs> own client base. Those other retailers are really busy. They've got their client base. And so unless, and, and, you, and you, we know our core strengths, they know their core strengths. So there's, there's a combination of some risk as you enter into these new areas and, and new relationships and time invested for doing that. And so if you're kind of in a period where you're trying to mitigate risk and you don't have that much time, well, you just kind of go about your, your, your business. The, the problem is that that train, you know, I like to say has already left the station. So what'll happen is there are gonna be some high-end, uh, you know, kitchen and bath integrator applying places will see that and they're gonna become knowledgeable about it and reach out to people like us and offer that to their clients. And so that will start to happen. And so the, the top four or 5% of your members who are participating in that will start to attract customers and builders who understand that story. And then that will be motivated to continue that story. And then all of the other appliance or other will start seeing that and maybe start losing business as a result of somebody offering more of a full service to the builder or to the client and then start to come on board. You know, it's, it's very, very similar to when I mentioned earlier that I brought networking knowledge to the AV industry back in the early 2000s, when the AV industry was for the most part doing just fine, just doing audio and video, but networking was creeping in whether they liked it or not. And so at the beginning, it was just a few that kind of got on board, but then those things gained momentum and they gained mass and all of a sudden you had an inflection point and everybody participates. And, and that's probably all well and good because you just don't want this thing to explode right away and then finally have a lot of issues because it grew so quickly. So, so it's, it's kind of a natural progression. And, and I think, you know, the natural progression here is that 
a few of us integrators get together with a few of your members to beginning to discuss how we can leverage each other. And probably one of the first places is education, just like we did in the AV space. The first place is for me, let's say, to invite some of your members to our Experience Center showroom home, which shows the products that they sell in this network environment and how we leverage it with keypads and touchscreens and voice and the benefits that selling their products into a smart home delivered to a client. And so that that's where we are today, I think. And so if we can offer that level of education, therefore their assumption that we have the expertise and then we start a relationship. Yeah, and that's obviously a... a- our members have a lot to learn about the the CI side for sure. And what kind of excites you about the other way around? You know what I you don't know what you don't know, but at the same time, what are you kind of excited to learn about uh, in, in being able to engage with um, this type of you know luxury appliance retailer and uh, as we kind of move forward here? Oh, a lot. Um, you know it, it, that this part of the, the real appeal of the business that we're in. I feel like you know in the audio and video space, it's pretty mature. I mean, we've gotten phenomenal. 4K and 8K video screens. You have tremendous sound, Atmos, and all these different sound areas. So the the amount of innovation and growth, while it continues, we already have some really amazing solutions in our video, and that's kind of our core expertise, and we know well. But we're at the beginning of what I would say is that kind of expertise in intelligent kitchen and bath appliances and space, or energy management, or wellness, and so forth. So. So by going into those areas, I'm learning a lot about, you know, what are the benefits of, you know, let's say an intelligent uh, fan over the top of a cooktop and how we can leverage that service. So if there's bad air quality in the kitchen or in the home, that the intelligence of some monitoring device will actually kick on that range hood fan, whether or not something's cooking, because that's an exhaust device in the house and we can leverage it or a Heiku smart fan that we can kick off and also turn that on or open up skylights because of improving air quality. So, so there's just a lot to learn when we think about the overall, we're just trying to establish a home that's as comfortable as possible, whether that's entertainment or security or, or conditioning. And so if we can utilize technology and products to do that, how can we best do that? And I think we've nailed the entertainment side. We've got that locked and loaded, but you know, the comfort side and the wellness side and the energy management side are are new areas. And that's what's exciting is to learn those products, batteries, solar panels, you know, air handlers, so forth, to improve that quality of life for our customer. And that's what I hope to get from from listening to these other members, listening to your members and the products that they have to deliver. No, that's I, I get exciting kind of sitting here listening to you talk about it because I we see it, you know, we're in talking in talking with you know people like richard and, and his team there and knowing who we've got here and just the opportunities i know there's obviously a lot too on the you know architect and builder designer side you know luxury dealers that you, it's all the same client right you guys are potentially working the someone that wants a luxury kitchen probably the same client that that is looking to you know either upgrade or or expand on their in-home entertainment experience so um just a lot of opportunities and and unique ways to to your point about how you're talking about just improving that quality of life for the customer. So I think, you know, there's uh, lots of new doors, even more doors are going to be available to you guys here as we move forward. There's, you know, there's also another, you know, kind of general element to this is, you know, remodeling or building a home. It's obviously, it's a very complex process with a lot of parties and constituents involved in it. So if you have all of these 
you know, electronic devices, whether it's your pool controller, your kitchen devices, or your, your, your VLUX skylights or your fan, and they're all handled by different trades and different people. And at the end of the day, the customer says, well, you know, I'd like to control this with my phone. You know, I'm used to that. And you say, well, yeah, we can do that. Here's the app for that. Here's the app for your fan. Here's the app for your pool. Here's the app for your skylights. Here's the app for your flooring system. And at the end of the day, now they have like 20 different apps with 20 different interfaces. And it really is, it's no different than when you look at a wall that isn't coordinated by the different trades. And on that wall, you've got light switches and a security panel and a thermostat and a garage. You've got like five or six different things going on a really cluttered wall because they ne- the trades never got together and say, you know, we could unify this. We could put a touch panel in here or we could unify this into one app instead of all this because the trades never got together to discuss that. And so you leave a customer, yes, with the ability to do all these things, but in a very complex way. And so by bringing the trades together, because these things are connected, we can really make all of this stuff much cleaner and easier to use. And it's a benefit to everybody, but it requires that conversation up front. Awesome. And it, it sounds like that we're, we're starting to have them. So it's just a, a world of opportunity ahead of us. And uh, I'm excited to, to, you know, talk with guys like yourself, you know, as we move forward and, and see where this goes. So, um, Gord, I, we could probably talk for hours. I, I would just love to keep picking your brain, but I, I know we both got some other work to do, so I don't want to take up too much more of your time, but Gordon, I, I appreciate it. And it was great catching up. Um, and I'm, I'm sure we'll, we'll be able to do so down the road here soon again. So, uh, appreciate you taking the time. Rob, I really enjoyed it. That, now this is the one topic I really have passion about is, is how can we engage these other disciplines into what we do? It, it really, it just adds so much value to our business, to our, our clients and our builders. So I, I, I really appreciate your time to reach out and do this and uh, look forward to how we can move all this forward together. Awesome. You bet. And we'll, we'll be having those conversations for sure, sooner rather than later. Sounds good. And thanks again to Gordon for taking the time and sharing a little bit about his background and uh, what excites him about, you know, this merger moving forward here with Nationwide and Azion Unlimited. So um, great opportunity to to get one of their members takes on where they kind of see this thing going. And uh, just like I said, it, it just very exciting to hear, you know, the possibilities and how he sees them and. Um, just ready to start having these conversations between our, our members. So just so much uh, a possibility, you know, sits in front of us and I look forward to seeing where it goes. So appreciate his time. And as always, I appreciate you listening to the independent thinking podcast and we will catch you next time. Mm-hmm.